captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for Season 3, Episode 22, Dance. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher, and I just remembered I left my water out of reach. Anyway, Akiva, what's mm-hmm. up? That was, such a, that was such an adventure, that thing. Like, is that the end of the episode? Are we going to start again? What did she leave? Is it um, her phone? Her heart? Listen, I'm nothing if not innovative over here at the (laughs) the New Girl Old Guy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I realize I I have... Go ahead. Yeah, I will entertain the listeners for 10 seconds while you get No, no, no. I don't need it. I'm like SpongeBob. Pinky up. I don't need it. Deep cut reference. Your kids like SpongeBob? Is that still around? I think no one once said it's babyish. Well, let me talk to him. It's funny because I like I I'm from the age that completely missed SpongeBob. It didn't exist when I was growing up, so I haven't seen it. Elderly. Nobody, yeah, nobody I know has seen SpongeBob. <laughs> like, well, that's I not true. You're you're down with the youth culture. You have your finger I, on the pulse. I mean, on my age, youth. no one I no one I grew up with, nobody my age or younger than me, like has seen one second of SpongeBob, including myself. I'm sure I would have loved it, but I missed SpongeBob, and and for some reason, none of my kids have watched it. It's funny because I think SpongeBob is one of the shows that either like was originally intended for an adult audience or people say like definitely skewed. Well, that's what adult. I told Noam. Like, what do you mean it's babyish? Like, lots of older people like it. What about SpongeBob it, Matt? It's really you just know? shows that he doesn't get the adult references yet. Well, he's never so seen it. I think he's he just babyish. Knows it's a I think he's babyish. <laughs> so you're coming, you're starting this podcast insulting my children. Uh, well, you're in denial about some of the existence of your children. So who's he, more insulting? He would be so if he heard you say that he would like you'd be on a table. I know he'd go out of his mind. <laughs> he got mad. He literally said to me maybe a few weeks ago. He's like, remember when you tricked me for my birthday stream and told me that Kirsten and K-Mac were two different people. So you tricked because I wasn't going to let Kirsten on the stream because she voted me out of a different. Oh, he holds uh, he this holds grudges like an later. alley. I yeah. love that. He's from yeah. the school of Allie. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me, I, I said something that I would come to something Thursday, but I'd have a, um, I'd have a visible, I'd be visibly unhappy. And he was like, <laughs> still by Thursday? And I was like, oh, no, I guess you're right. Like, I guess by Thursday, I'll be over it. Like, <laughs> oh, I'll be visibly unhappy on Thursday. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought you mean like you, you'd, get invited somewhere you don't want to go so you'll show up but like i'll be pouting the whole time and no it was a change of it was a change of plan so it was like i'll Mm -hmm. come but i'm not going to be happy about it and he was like really still four days later i'm like i'll be i'd be visibly unhappy four years later bruh yeah that's fair can we talk about a fairy i would love to talk about oh no we can't talk about i can't i wasn't on the ferry for four hours it was i was on the ferry for about 20 minutes i was in an uber for like three hours an uber for three hours Wow. You know what I want to talk about? Speaking Mm of um, things you and I discussed, not on this podcast, but we never really fleshed out. Mm -hmm. You said that Rob liked last week's episode. And I said, why on God's earth is Rob still listening to this? And you didn't have an answer to that. You expect answers to so many rhetorical questions. 
That's not a rhetorical question. That's like, what, what was the circumstances that Rob turned this on? Do you, I think he listened to Like, what was the context show? that he mentioned? Like, what, what are we talking about is what I meant. Oh, I don't know. I was just, uh, I, I have no idea. There wasn't really any extra context. Sorry. He just said good episode. This all right. So now I'm confirmed. He did not listen. And I no, like I think because I, I plug I, I plug um, this show on. Yeah, but that's show a nice that is a nice thing to say. But I thought he was going to say about thirty two fans because I thought we had a good episode last week, and he's like, oh, you know what I liked, but he said about this one. Well, I told you the first ten minutes of last week's episode before we started talking about the episode, I mm-hmm. thought was good. I don't want to get too meta here. But I do Why? think what, we no have we have moved away a little bit from like really uh, not like New Girl, but I, I think like the the bit by bit by bit that we did for a lot of the first two seasons. Because who's I mean, unless you're going to be Av and Chester with Curb mm-hmm. and really like Av is basically writing and then reading back the script from the podcast and then Chester sort of interjects when there's something to discuss beyond just the actual recap and it works for them. I mean, I'm a fan of their show, so it works for them with a sitcom with a 20 minute sitcom. It's like even the office ladies, it's like they get into such minutia not mm-hmm. to come for the office ladies, but we are don't they part have of team Coco, by the way, are they, are they on the no roster? Idea. What are you talking million- about? Well, Conan O'Brien's podcast empire got bought today for $150 million. Is his... I thought they were on Earwolf. Did I make that up? They were, but so was he until like a minute ago. All right. All I'm saying is like we don't have the expertise. We don't have the experience. Like leave that to welcome to our show, right? Mm -hmm. Like all we can do is be us. That's what we're adding to the mix Mm -hmm. here. So if we get a little off topic, but we fill the time, like... I feel like the new girl's the reason for the season. It's the reason we're here. And if we if we stick it up a little, we stick it up a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top t- tweet on my timeline right now is from uh, former Grantland writer Molly, <gasps> Molly Lambert. You, you see need this an, one? an inhaler over there, Keith? You see the this top one? T- tweet. <laughs> well, I woke up. I took a 45-minute nap. I was watching. I, I decided to rewatch The Wire in its entirety. Oh, perfect. Um I started with episode one, and with uh, I passed that with like 20 minutes ago. But right before I fell asleep, I texted you like, hey, you know, I might fall asleep, whatever. Uh, so I'm coming off a 45-minute nap starting this. But I'm, I think I'm, I'm doing okay. And you're not giving um, – you're not like tapping Mike Bloom to do a rewatch. You're not doing any – you're just watching it for fun? Yeah. Would you think I can only do things if like I'm going to monetize them in some way? At well, no, because you wouldn't be doing this if you, were, if you were looking to monetize. That's true. It's good. But like content creation or whatever. I'm just. Is that I what mean, people want? Me and Mike Bloom watching The Wire? I don't think anybody wants that. But Nobody I'm wants sure that. we're going to get three tweets being like, are you kidding me? We I want get that. sued, I think. You know who doesn't want or bad. need that? Angela Bloom. Let's give her some relief. Mm-hmm. Um. But you uh, didn't send me the top tweet. Where is the, you didn't? You so said, it's did from. You see it? It's yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll send it to you so you could read. Why it. would you, I you, see your top tweet? I barely well, follow you. Am I even following you right now? You are. You are. Yeah. It's one of the honors of my whole lifetime. <laughs> um, but in in the meantime, um, oh, I can't do a time check, but I I think. Yes, you can. For me, it's like one in the morning. We're not telling them the shtick we're pulling right now, right? No, let's not tell well, them. Well, you just ruined it. 
No, no, I'm not saying anything. No, no, that's But now that, it's that awkward. Now anything. it's awkward. No, well, now you've alienated the audience. Now you've alienated the audience. I, that's fine. We, I, that's every week. What do you think of the tweet <laughs> I just sent you? <laughs> I alienate the audience. That's true. I've made a podcasting career out of alienating my audience. Um, this is Molly Lambert tweeted, We want grandchildren. Sorry, hope you like podcasts. Well, you're giving both. It's giving grandchildren and it's giving content. I don't think, yeah, I don't think my parents really would, uh, would take the podcast as a, like if if something were to happen to me tomorrow or this week or something, do you think any of my children would ever be like, oh, I really miss dad? Like not tomorrow, but one day in a few years or a decade from now and like go through my podcast history. Do you, do think you want any the of funny answer do or do you want the unequivocally correct you accurate would? answer? Absolutely. You, you would. would listen to every podcast I did, Deary? Oh, you're, yeah, of, I, I thought you were talking to me. If my you don't dad. Have to think about me dying. That's so nice. You think all the kids would do it or just you? This is trauma. You think Yosef's going to go listen to all my podcasts? Adira's going to be playing this back for her therapist in 10 years. Well, I'm not planning on it. I'm just curious. Oh, Oh, that's that's so nice. You don't want me to die. But close my door, please. (laughs) But does she want Renap to die? I don't think she even knows. Like, I don't think they, they have opinions about specific podcasts of mine. So I thought you were talking, uh, well, didn't I help Ella get into the city when she wanted to go with her friend? I got to be earning some points for that. What do you do again? Like I was on her side. I took her side over yours when it didn't affect me at all. Oh, yeah. She wanted to like see her, meet her friend in the city or something. Right. What I found in life, especially with children, but in general, you could do something nice for someone. It's like, what have you done for me lately? You know, like now do that every, you know, twice a week. Every week yeah, I'm happy to take your kid's side over yours every single time. What are you talking about? Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, that. It, it's not you. It's just in general, like, you know, I, I did something nice for my wife in 2007. Like, she doesn't, you know, I'm not still earning points on that. I would go back and, and respond in, in earnest to your question, but it's the most ridiculous question in the world to ask if you died, if your kids would go back. What an incredible thing that your kids will have is, like, hours and hours of being able to listen to you. Granted... You know, you're not, you don't feel like videos better. You know, you make a nice montage for like uh, some memorial service or something. I mean, Akiva, like, yeah, I have a a voicemail from my dad where he's like mad at me because I haven't returned his call. And I, you know, that's all I have. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. anyway, let's move on to why we're here. I will not be saying this week what I said last week about the first 10 minutes of this podcast. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, season three, episode 22, we're knock, knock, knocking on season four's door here, Keith, mm-hmm. with Dance, originally aired April 29, 2014. Uh, let's get to the digest. Okay. Uh, well, first time ever, I predicted correctly last week what the episode would be. And yes, at, uh, Jess's school, there's a school dance. Jess runs it. The whole gang shows up. Uh, All chaos right. ensues. <laughs> Great summary. Um, what do you think of the theme, love is forever and ever and ever and ever? Producer Kelly says, why would a middle school dance theme be love is forever? Yeah, nothing is really forever in middle middle school. Most of us don't have a single. If we're lucky, we have one friend from middle school. Um, I'm not the right person to ask about dance themes for like 12 or 13 different reasons off the top of my head. One of which is I never went to school dance in my life. Another one of which is, uh, I don't know, I'm not like a theme guy in general. I've never danced. Uh, people didn't like last week that I didn't that I didn't think Allie was a big wedding dancer. People Who said like, oh. that? 
I think people think I'm a big dope for even asking it. I don't think anybody responded to that. I did cut the clip and send it to someone and was like, Keeve is canceled. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, I feel like I got a couple of people saying like, well, oh, what you got to forward. If people complain to you about NGOG and I'm not tagged, you got to send all right, it. All right, I'll forward all my mail to you. Uh, not all of your mail. You get a lot of mail I'm not interested in. Um, but producer Kelly had a question on that front. Mm -hmm. We know from the Virgins episode, Allie had a lot of proms and Kiwi did not. I was a little nervous when I saw Kelly's question start with, we know from the Virgins episode, Allie had a lot of, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. um, but Kelly, <laughs> Kiev did not. Any additional school dance stories? What are your views in general on school dances as either an attendee, Allie, or yeah. chaperone I'd like to as know parent or age. teacher, Kiwi? First age, uh, no school first dances age? as a parent, teacher, or um, student. First age that you had a school dance. The biggest dance I remember is the eighth grade dance. That's like the big ticket item, the eighth grade dance. I also think we had quarterly this event called Friday's Place in middle school where the two, we, there were two middle schools that fed into the high school and in eighth grade, once a quarter, they had um, an event at the high school for both middle schools to like get you to meet people before you like went to the high school. I mm -hmm. heard in later years that had to be canceled for uh, inappropriate conduct. Um, but when I was in eighth grade, that wasn't an issue. So mm -hmm. everyone yeah, behaved beautifully. I don't know about beautifully, but definitely wasn't cancelable due to um, gross youth content conduct. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I so most of what I know in the world is from watching television because I didn't <laughs> have like really didn't do this kind of fun stuff growing up, uh, nor did I really want to. I didn't watch like kid shows. Like I didn't watch. Well, like, what Cold about House. bar and mitzvahs when you're seven? Like yeah, that yeah. functionally as a as a when you're seven dance. Sorry, seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So that <laughs> yeah, the bar and bar mitzvah, but that's a, that's a one time you know one year thing, and then it goes away. Um, and also like in in my, you know my universe, I went to an all boys school. It was mostly bars, not a lot of bots. Yeah, but okay, but you're not dancing at a bar mitzvah? You are, you are, but it's like a little different. I mean, and, but uh, how about this? I, so I remember like a big theme of, in TV shows was the Sadie Hawkins dance, like the girls and fight the boys. Yeah. Was that a real thing or is that like made up for TV? I mean, I believe like my mom's generation had something like that, but mm -hmm. we, I did not. Maybe actually there was one dance in high school, maybe that was like like that. I I think I was sick or something. I don't. I, I vaguely remember something like that in high school. Maybe. I feel like there should be more of it now. I don't know. Listen, we've already discussed my anxieties around asking boys to do anything. I just had to invite somebody to my best friend's wedding, and <laughs> later he was like, "Yeah, I could tell you didn't want to do that because you mentioned sixty times you're only asking because she was harassing you to RSVP." <laughs> Mm-hmm. So imagine if I'm this is what I'm pulling at thirty one. Imagine what I was pulling at thirteen. Yeah. All right. Well what about Israel? Like are your kids going to dances or not really? No. They're no. going to bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. But Adir's throwing it back. They're throwing it back, but I, I, I don't I don't think formally, you know? <laughs> All right, well, Matt Stewart says, which version of the gang were you in high school? The bully, the badass, the bullied, the goody two-shoes, or the one that brought the heat? I probably brought a lot of heat in my time. I don't know that you're bringing heat. In that you, like, you're sweaty? Maybe. <laughs> well, I wasn't bullying or getting bullied. 
Now I'm just picturing your kids listening to this and your dad, and I feel bad. Should I? I should make a list of which episodes they could skip. Yeah, we really need the best of. Mm-hmm. Definitely skip the the sleepover podcast. That's out. Oh yeah, that'll be a rough. That's that's maybe Dad's all time low point, guys. <laughs> well, the original version, not the oral history. The, yeah, the oral history. They'll be like, oh, who's this Lindsay Wilson? We should look her up. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, who do you think you were? Were Were you the Were you the bullier? No, I was. I I it was pretty nooch, like. Maybe somewhere between the goody two shoes and the one that brought the heat, you know, like I was just mm-hmm. kind of around. I mean, my one of my big fears and this this came up for me when we're watching Schmidt get bullied <laughs> is like, what if your kid's a bully? Like, what if your kid's an asshole? That's yeah. like a huge fear of mine is that like mm-hmm. my kid would like be making someone miserable at school and I like wouldn't be aware of it. I get a call home nowadays, but I feel like back in the day, like parents definitely didn't necessarily know their kid was an asshole. Yeah, it's listen, it it definitely comes up, but you know, it's like, what if your kid's a bully? What if your kid gets bullied? It's it's not great, you know. You don't you don't want either one, but uh, which one is better? Who's to say? <laughs> I I mean. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary to throw your kids into a school environment. I, I think about that more than I should for someone who doesn't have kids. Yeah, no, for sure it is, and 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 kids could be terrible, you know. Do you think any of your kids are bullies? Besides hmm. the ones that bully you. I hope not. I hope not. Um, I don't think. I don't think so. But I also don't think anybody like whoever the bully was in your school growing up. I don't think their parents like would admit that they were the bully. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody thinks like, oh yeah, my my son's doing the bullying. I don't I hear a lot from various teachers and you were a teacher, so let me know, is that like, you know, nine times out of ten so like sometimes it's certainly a parent comes in like hat in hand, like I I can't believe my kid did this, whatever. But like a lot of times the kid's a jerk, the parent's a jerk. Yeah, the craziest thing. At least that's what I tell myself. (laughs) Yeah, well, I had parent teachers once, and I was a very young, stupid, inexperienced teacher. I was, I was brash, I would say. (laughs) And my student, who was the the biggest troublemaker of all my students, and he was having issues in other classes, not just mine. But I sort of had a list of things he had said, and I read them to the, the, the. I wish I remembered any of them, but I read them to both parents came, which is not a great it, it, it's either an amazing sign or not a great sign if both parents are showing up to uh, parent teachers. Because, like, I don't go if my kids are like, you know, doing great. It's like, all right, like my wife will bring home the report. Someone's doing well. But if it's like, oh, all we need all hands on deck anyway. Um, so I started l- reading the things that he had said in school, in class, whatever. And by like the fourth or fifth thing, the dad like had to physically get up and walk away because he was like, and the mom was like, oh, yeah, he's just like over, he can't even like hear this. He can't, he was like overwhelmed just by like, you know, hearing that his perfect angel is kind of a monster. So it was interesting. Like he just, it, I don't, they didn't think like, oh, this, this, guy, this kid's a liar. So I was like 24 teaching their son. Like they didn't think like I'm lying. They just like weren't physically ready to hear it. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's one of my bigger fears. Uh, but so now we're addressing sort of Nick, like trying to stay fit after the breakup, like what him and Jess are sort of doing to be cohabitating uh, while broken up, which is just completely insane. Like you cannot stay broken up with an ex that you still love. 
when you live together in the same room, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll address that in the coming episodes, maybe. Uh, their rule is they can't be alone in a room together without Winston because Winston sucks all of the sexual energy out of a room. Yep. Brutal for Winston. Yeah, not great. Uh, this is out of context. I don't really know where the word Schwitz comes up in this episode because it doesn't usually ring a bell. I mean, uh, like move, sound my alarm bells when I hear the word Schwitz. Matt Stewart says, does Schwitz mean shower? Uh, no, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean shower. Uh, it literally, I believe, means sweat. Literally, but it's, uh, but Schwitz here, a Schwitz is a, is a sauna. Yeah, let's, let's take a Schwitz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm schwitzing means I'm sweating. Yeah. But let's take a schwitz. It's a sauna. It's a steam bath. But you, but sauna, you could be in a steam room and take a schwitz, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a schwitz also. Intentionally warming yourself is a schwitz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Schmidt, uh, while schwitzing, still hung up on Cece. This is sort of where we're, he's really focusing in on Buster. We're less concerned about the GED stuff. And uh, it kind of shows that that was sort of teeing up more Schwitz focus, Schwitz. <laughs> Schmidt's focus on getting, getting CC back here. Uh, yeah, we have uh, a lot of Sch- uh, Schmitz, Schmitz in his way back into CC's graces. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if we thought we'd be relationship free. In season three, no. It is still the main focus of uh, of our days. I mean, do you think we're squeezing a relationship back in before the next episode? Just in general. Episode, I think, or, I think yeah. Jess, Jess v. Nick and Schmidt v. Cece are still major, major players. It's interesting as we approach the end of the season, and I don't really remember like what happens season four, episode one, so I'm, I really don't remember what happens season to season. It's just like we are leaving the characters in a very uncertain time in these two relationships, and so mm-hmm. like it will be interesting to see how much they cover, how much they yada yada in between seasons, or if mm-hmm. like the intro to season three, episode one, we're just like picking up right where we left off. Uh, yes, it will be interesting to see. So uh, Jess is corralling the chaperones. Initially, it's going to be the, all of the teachers. I really like how into it Coach is getting, mostly because Jess really cares about it. It's been well, – I think one of the most fun things for me as I reflect on season three has been the evolution of Coach and Jess's relationship. I think they have really good friendship chemistry. Yeah, they do have good chemistry. That's a good call. Uh, what do you think of Wendy, um, Jess's student – She's sort of dejected. Her mom's making her go to the dance. She's going to wear that scary shark shirt. The anti-Jess. Yeah. um, I don't think much about her. (laughs) Do we see her again? I don't know. Do you think so? Mm, No. It is interesting because it's sort of like, I'm not really connecting with the fact that Jess would care so much about this, like, romantic dance for the students. Like, it's consistent with Jess's personality to just care about this dance, and I think the Wendy of it all makes more sense to push that narrative along. Like she's got this student that's a little bit of an outcast and she brings her into enjoying herself at the dance. And that's sort of like, she sees herself in Wendy in terms of her dance experience. That makes sense. The fact that Jess would be like so into the love dance because of the Nick breakup, that is more of a disconnected idea to me. Yeah. No, just cause of Nick. Right. It doesn't make sense. Um, the the Buster and Schmidt storyline, and I'm, apology, apologies that I didn't separate my notes here into storylines, which probably would have made more sense for this episode. Um, 
The Schmidt CC Buster dynamic is so hard for me because I, I don't, you know what, come for me if if I'm being ageist or whatever. But him, Buster being 20 is like sort of indefensible for me to like get behind CC in this relationship mattering. Yeah, and mostly, I feel like mostly we're hearing about Buster not seeing him also, right? But that's true. But I can't even get into it of like, Schmidt's being judgmental or like the guy should be supporting her later. It's like, he's really important to me, you know, whatever. Like he's 20 years old. This man is a child. I don't care how well traveled he is. He's 20 years old. CC's They're like your age, 32. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think Jess is like 30 already when she moves or like Schmidt, I guess Schmidt is 29 in season one. Right. Is that when the, yeah, if you were dating, so it's like if you were dating a 20 year old right now, Jeez, like that's indefensible. Well, I would. This would be an intervention, especially that, if they were Australian. It, like, um. Anyway, I like. I can't even get into it. But what do you think makes a man? Matt Stewart wants to know. Do you agree with CC that it's life experience traveling and building boats, or with Schmidt that it's ordering sushi and wearing slacks? Well, I, I mean, you have to know where I stand here. Like, I'm gonna have to side with Team Me, which is yeah. like. A lot closer to Schmidt. Just like, I know children. what to order sushi <laughs> and wear pants. Um, building boats, not real. The Nick Offerman style, like, that's not really me. I just, you know, at some point, age has to play a factor. <laughs> yeah. In whether someone is a boy or a man. I'm sorry. I know you can and be I, wise I, beyond I your years. There was once, I once had two coworkers get into, like, an argument over, um, like, sort of how manly I am. It was, it was, I think someone referred to me as like a guy's guy. And then the other person's like, well, he can't drive. His wife does everything for him. Like, you know, they like, the, it was sort of like the pros versus the cons in front of my face. Um, that was an interesting conversation. I don't know. Were these the youth that love you and adore you at your NBC job or this was something else? Oh, no, these were uh, peers when I was a teacher. That's weird. Yeah, we were just fine. We were friends. I didn't, the conversation was was fair it wasn't like in front of the kids um all right well they get to the dance and it turns out the gym door is padlocked which somehow leads to all of the chaperones bailing the teachers and the, uh so cc calls in all the guys or just calls in cc what's the, the fire situation in this in this uh school i feel like most gyms have multiple entrances you know the fire situation oh you well mean, like, like it, think about any gym you've ever been there's probably more than one more than one entrance yeah i mean a lot is weird about this storyline there's no principal anywhere i mean i guess jess is the vice principal so i mean spoiler alert turns out that wendy is behind all of the uh various hijinks to stop the dance i mean in reality what middle school girl isn't able to get out of going to something she doesn't want to go to like yep. you cry Very hard easy. enough you refuse you sit on the ground that's it you don't, mm -hmm. you don't need to put paste in the electrical box. Yeah, it's too much effort, Wendy. You're, you're doing too much. <laughs> like that CeCe's able to pick the lock. Um, Coach takes over the, the chaperoning. I do like that his biggest threat is the kids will hurt your feelings because no one, you know, I can cut deep, but no one cuts as deep as a child. That's what, especially like a middle school girl, they say. Oof, brutal. Uh, so producer Kelly says, who's the worst chaperone Schmidt who got into a fight with a student, Nick who shot off fireworks with students or Winston who threatened to kill students who didn't like his rap about mistrials. I think mistrial is one of the hardest I've laughed at any 
like any joke <laughs> in the series. Like, uh, you say miss, I say trial. Um, <laughs> the whole rapping scene was a little bit out of character for the show, but was pretty funny. But who was the worst? If we're gonna power rank the, the chaperones from best to worst, um, the worst was. I don't know. They're all they're all pretty bad. Who who do you think was the worst? I guess the. I mean, I gotta defend Winston because I think like his failures are really just like the teen girls were attracted to him. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he can really do anything about that. Other than be less hot, I guess. Can't turn off that heat. No, it's hard to be. It's hard to you know just stop being hot. And then Nick, you know, if anything, it's like. The goon squad in the parking lot is going to be the goon squad. Now they have adult supervision. So I feel like Schmidt, while his heart was in the right place, defending someone else against the bully. That's how he first gets involved. You know, letting a a 12-year-old bully get the best of him, I think, is probably the worst. Uh, Yeah, you don't want to be bullied by a 12-year-old. Are there anything else from the, the, the chaperone side of things? I mean, it was, you know... It was fun, but I don't think much to really unpack. What this episode did, and maybe we'll be seeing more of this in the future, is like we're trying very hard to get the core six in the same place at the same time. And that's really what they're doing here. Ultimately, this is like we're getting everyone in the same venue. Maybe there'll be alternate, you know, different storylines, but we want everyone to end up in the same physical place. And do you like that better than sort of like an ABC where it's two, two, and two, or three, it's, two, and two? I, I, I think you need a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I don't think every episode needs to be a big set piece where everyone's together, but it's nice to have them sometimes. And I, I think it's well deployed here because why else are Nick and Jess going to be in the same room? Like, you, they have to sort of move to diverted storylines if they're going to be broken up, and I think they're still trying to grapple with the awkwardness of them in the same space they put coach in school so at least nick uh, jess has a familiar face in the school but it's hard and it, it will be hard going forward to get all six of them into the school there's no reason right if you're a teacher right your mom's like four friends don't just come visit and hang out at her <laughs> school with her probably too often no but i'm just but i think like in the aftermath of the nick and jess breakup this is makes sense that they're creating these artificial scenarios for all six people to be together so they can sort of see how the Jess and Nick dynamic is going to shake out as we move into season four. Totally. Um, but obviously, like you're saying, I agree. And not sustainable for the entirety of their breakup if it takes us to the end of the series. Uh, no. They not can't do this forever. <laughs> no. They can't will they or won't they or will they or won't they. Um. But all right, so Jess and Cece give Wendy a, a kind of a weird life talk, and the dance gets saved with freestyle in the dark. The, I laughed, you know, the mistrial thing is funny. I laughed really hard at Nick saying, anyone here from Chicago? Yeah, it was funny. Oh, no, you all go here, so you're all from here. <laughs> all right, let's get to the guide. I think that's, I think that's it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's, did you like this episode? I feel like I stopped asking you that. I did. I did like this episode. I think this is one of the better episodes in a little while couple real lols um i really i really like the mistrial when i say miss you say trial that made me laugh um okay oh, i i, I like the muttering things that the teachers all said like in the background some of them were funny i also had closed captioning on so you hear like a few more things that maybe oh that's good yeah 
That's what I need when we podcast and you drops and I only hear it on the the re-listen when I'm editing. Oh, well, I you haven't done do that it. in a while. I did one before. You weren't listening. <laughs> it's it doesn't come up. It like picks up on your mic, but I don't hear it on my end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to hear that back. Uh, but all right, I wonder if that line's going to influence your who won the episode, Keeve. Do you want to hear from producer Kelly and Matt Stewart, or do you want to? Yeah, let's hear from PK. All right, PK says, who won the episode? Coach. He is supportive of Jess, has hilarious lines about chaperoning. Like, they will hear your feel- hurt your feelings sometimes. And I have four asses, the three of yours and mine. Cece is a close second, like her protective vibe of Jess, dissing the guys and beatboxing like a boss. Matt Stewart agrees. MVP, coach, for actually being a good chaperone. Yeah, it's definitely coach. My Mine is uh, coach with a bullet. I haven't given too many to coach yet. This may be the second one I'm giving him. I wish we had a stat person that kept track, but I don't think we do. I believe we might have some people doing it in the background. Okay. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, Coach Coach uh, is – listen, all the teachers are reluctant or not showing up as chaperones, and meanwhile, Coach is, is gung-ho about it. So got to give it to Coach. Yeah, I think um, Coach really carries the weird premise of this episode. I also mm-hmm. like this episode. It doesn't bother me that it's sitcom-y, but I think Coach Coach's energy towards the whole thing and delegation of tasks and the way he treats them and warns them and whatever, like I think that's really required for the success of this episode. I think he's a really good friend to Jess here. Um, the other, I would say honorable mention maybe to Jess if we're just looking at the outcome that like she really wants to put on a good dance and like – ends up being able to do that despite all odds and gets to help uh, a student along the way, but I still give it to um, Coach. Yeah, and Brian Posehn does a good job uh, in in his recurring teaching gig. Um, all right, Kiwi, short and sweet here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we wrap up, we, we head in, we cruise on in to the season finale. That means next week we'll be pulling a jar. Uh, you know, this season, because I think it's the one we took the longest to finish, feels like it was long, but here we are. Um, yeah, I think, here's the, here's the deal. It took us many, many, many weeks to finish the third, many months to finish the third season. Can we guarantee the fourth season will go faster? No, we cannot. Can we guarantee we'll ever do another episode after this? Certainly, we cannot. I think actually we can. Mm. Mm. Oh, we've been in out this a one case. Do we've been out a minute? Yeah, but I'm just still chatting with you about. I didn't know we were still in the chat, the 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 the, the chat and pod uh, part of the podcast. But I will say this: we are season four, episode one. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Halfway done. I do halfway think. Done. Yeah. Um. We, well, we also kind of for, for went guests at the end of this episode. Scheduling was tough, so apologies to our guests who were scheduled. This we'll is now, uh, like, random. We, when we record now, it's random. It's like... So, so thank you to the people who get the questions in. Sorry to the people whose questions we miss. Sorry to the guests we miss. Like, we're just trying to stay alive here. What we should honestly do is the second we finish this episode, we should, like any podcast, we should watch the next one. And then at any point the rest of the week, it could be like, oh, we both watched already. We could just record. Yeah, but then we're not as fresh. Well, we'll see. W- walk around with the mic in hand, <laughs> just in case. A podcast well, I recorded last week's with your AirPods. I didn't even have a mic. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not even that. I know. People were complaining. The audio was terrible. Well, you should have sent it to me. Um, 
Yeah, no, I do like we're recognizing that it took us a long time to get here and we're not promising any improvement in the future. That's very my vibe. Um, but I do think we're sort of on like the Wednesday of a week long vacation where like it feels like Monday, Tuesday, like, wow, like I have so many days on this vacation. Like I'm really enjoying this. Like the mm -hmm. best is yet to come. Like I'm going to be here forever. Then you hit like the Wednesday and then boom, all of a sudden it's Saturday, you're going home. Well, you can't relate to that though. You know, Sunday you're going home. So... <laughs> I do think as we enter season four, I'm not saying we're going to go quicker, but I do think it's going to feel quicker. Suddenly well, we blink, feel... we're at season five, then we're almost done. Like, it's well, crazy. It feels like it's taken a very long time to get to this point, to be fair. It, uh, no, I'm agreeing, but I just think, like, that's how it feels in the beginning of anything. and then This might be a two-week vacation. That might be the better analogy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I also think this is episode 69. How about that? Mm-hmm. I honestly think we are backpacking through Europe right now. This is like a full month in Europe. We're, we're staying at hostels some nights. Sometimes we're kind of smelly. I don't even know where my pants are anymore. But like we're, 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 we're week two of that. Akiva, you've, go never had a podcast, you've never had a podcast end, right? Seinfeld. This will be your first. No, Seinfeld. but then you continue doing it with Rob. Like a year, we took a year off though. Yeah, but like you knew you had an eye on the future. We had no eye, no eye. There was no eyes. You had an we eye. We were blind. We went. You blind. had an eye. Nope. We. Oh, you're blind. Seinfeld eye. ended. You cannot say I never. And Josh and I ended the Curb podcast. That's retired. So. No, they're coming back. And I was on the Are podcast they? where you and Josh talked about coming back. Yeah, I thought that was confirmed. Oh, I don't know. If I, we gotta ask. We gotta ask Av and, and Chester that question. I haven't seen anything. Wait, somebody sent me an Instagram. What would it be? Season thirteen. Would this 13? be season twelve or thirteen? I just was gonna ask you the same thing. Jinx. I think it'd be season twelve. You think it would be twelve? I think. It I thought 13, it was thirteen but... too, but I'm looking at it and it says eleven. Here, okay, Larry so David can for April eleventh, twenty twenty two. Well beyond the risk of April Fool's Day, according to Rolling Stone. Larry David confirms Curb Beer Enthusiasm will return for season 12. Okay. And um, Rich Eisen tweeted, so I was honored to MC an Emmys. Oh, it just got put behind a paywall. But basically he asked in an Emmys panel if Curb would return, and Larry David said yes. Okay. I'm in. So... Therefore, you did not end the Curb podcast. You tried no, to. No, I think we said we wouldn't come back, even if they no, did No, no, no. I actually recently listened to this. I was on the episode, and I said, you know, like, maybe we'll do, like, first and last. Like, maybe we'll do one. We're not going to do the whole thing. And I was like, it'll come back, and you'll do the whole thing. And Josh was like, yeah, we'll do the whole thing. I don't think we will. You, well, I think Josh will do it with or without you, was my sense. Now nah, live together, die it? alone. That's the that's the you're gonna mantra, decline it. Recaps. You're gonna decline it. Yeah, I think I'll decline it. But oh, also, bullshit. like You'll I'm smothering. We're splitting bullshit. the baby. Like, nobody, bullshit. nobody's allowed to do it. You don't get to do that. Yeah, we're splitting the baby. King David. Who's we? The royal. I'm we. not splitting anything. All right, let's get out of here. All right, mm. we gotta do our shtick. Cause let's not do it next week. Um, when we pull the jar. I feel we need a cleanse at the end of the season. All right. This is one I've been excited to play. This is a uh, Yosef. Hey, Yosef. Oh, sorry. This is this banana minute is really more of a Yosef minute. He's going through uh, stickers of basketball team logos. Is that all I need to say for this? Uh, I don't remember it because I sent it to you a long, okay, long time ago. So. He's going through basketball team logos, NBA logos. He does not know the team. So Kiwi's giving him a little quiz on which which team logo? We haven't played this one ever. Team. 
No, we have not. Okay. Maybe we have, but what do I know? This was April 26th. Did we play it? I thought we went back and played a different... I'm pretty sure... I think sure there's this... like four ago that we haven't played. I think there's stuff from like March we haven't played. I didn't think we played this one. Okay. I don't know. Like I said, you don't catalog anything, so it's like hard to tell. Mm-hmm. If I've played this, apologies. If... What? Let's guess some NBA teams because you have a lot of NBA stickers, right? Okay. Show me a team and tell me what you think they are. What's that? The Miami Jaguars. Which one? No, no, be serious. You think that's the Boston Celtics? What's next? What's the next team? Yeah, I'll hold them because you're you're wearing a ninja costume and you don't have hands. What's this? No, what's... I'm going to get over this now. What's that called? The Swords. The Swords? That's the Sacramento Kings. Good guess. <laughs> What's this team called? All of them. What's that called? The Miamis. Nope. That's the Lakers. <laughs> What's this team called? The Jaguars. That's the Jazz. <laughs> I knew it! Oh, yeah. You got it. You almost said it. What's this team called? The NBA. The NBA? The Clippers. So you can't really talk about the NBA without the Clippers. What's this team? The Stars. The what? The Stars. The Stars? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Pelicans. What? Yes. What is this team? The Miami Jaguars. Uh, no. What is it? The Fires. The Fires? The Miami Heat. That's close. Oh, the Miami Heat. What's this team? The Electrics? That's the San Antonio Spurs. That's our team. And finally, what is this team? The Jaguars. No, what's this team? No, I don't want to know the team. The Toronto Raptors. Are a ja- is that a dinosaur? Yes. Are the Jaguars a dinosaur or a cat? Oh, hold on. A cat. Dinosaur. Yeah. All right. I don't know the teams. <laughs> I do like that he does close, and I knew that. Close is the best one because, again, if you don't hear his Israeli accent, close. And <laughs> he doesn't speak like that. Yeah, close. He has no he... accent. <laughs> By the way, oh watching people the... have said something about that. Watching the pilot of uh, The Wire, Jimmy McNulty, the guys freaking can't even do of an American accent. This is a British person pretending to be from Baltimore. Ridiculous. Close. Have you seen The Wire? No. Yeah, I didn't think you had. All right. Um, Thank you to our uh, five-star viewers. I might have thanked some of you, but let's thank you again. Uh, Oso Olivia, Brie in Kentucky, Kate1446, Fastbender Lover, and Step Bros Rules. We appreciate it. Uh, If you want to, you know... Give us some give us some love. You could do so. Uh, you could go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy and you could click through to the various sites you could review on. Uh, Kiwi, let's do a Gardnerman next week. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you could check out Rob is a, uh, Rob is a podcast. Red app, Rob and Kiva need a podcast. You could check mm-hmm. out 32 fans, which famously Rob didn't say was good this week, but probably was still good. You could become a patron of Akiva's and Alex's if the mood strikes you. And uh, you could check out the challenge coverage, robinswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes, where me and Brian Cohen talking about All-Stars 3. 
I'm going to be on a crap ton of podcasts this week. I'm going to be on Rourke Luskin from Survivor and friend of the Challenge podcast fame. Um, she does a relationship podcast. I'm going to be on her Patreon uh, this week. I'm going to be on uh, uh, the B&B on RHAP talking about the Survivor finale with Mike and Liana playing some games. Check that out. I'll be on my own Challenge podcast. And we're here. We're doing it all. Uh, Kiev, I have a Kiev style week of all those podcasts. It's a lot of podcasts. Wow, it's impressive. Follow Kiev at Kiev twenty six. Follow me at Lash Tweets, and uh, we'll be back hopefully next week to talk about. Oh, we got a guest. Season three, episode twenty three, Kiev season finale. It's called Cruise. Uh, the gang goes on a cruise. The whole gang. Uh, I think that's my guess. You think we're still doing a six person episode? Six person eps, the full handers, they call them. Are we going to see Buster? Mm, Yeah. Mm. All right. We'll see next week. Uh, Until then. Bye. See you. I want to be you. Ali and Akiva. Gonna talk a TV show. And maybe Jenny Garner. So don't go any farther now. Akiva and Ali. All the way to the finale His face is his job She's the captain of NGO